in 2012, writer Jason Aaron embarked on a quest to reshape the God of Thunder for the modern age. Together with superstar artists like Isad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, and more, Aaron would take readers on a journey into mystery, and the mightiest Avenger would never be the same. The Geeksplained Book Club proudly presents The Days of Thunder. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club and part four of the Days of Thunder, where every single Friday I, alongside my fellow Warriors 3, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Jason Aaron's Thor. And I am joined by the only two men who I would feel comfortable making a hidden multi-realm cabal with and then also using that cabal to wreak havoc among the other 10 realms first off the dark elf lord himself jacob brown early young true believers and the god of lies and stories malcolm russell nelson i'm a doctor damn it not a god of thunder (laughs) and we are and i am of course your co-host eric azana and i am very excited because this week we are doing the mighty thor issues one through 12 um this is post secret war so we're back in the mainline continuity the earth 616 the new earth 616 as it were and we are continuing on the saga of jane foster as thor um this has been really fun revisiting this because this is essentially where i more or less jumped back in to thor jacob you've been reading this for the first time how have you been liking the journey so far what do you think this this has been incredible uh this has been a very fun journey just like um uh it feels very like i've said it before but uh this feels such like a a reboot of like the classic thor with donald blake turning into thor this is Mm -hmm. this is really neat uh you really feel for jane foster throughout all of this you know like it is really kind of you know also it feels very um it feels very uh um it's great to get a human view of this realm of like gods and 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 this dnd world basically this fit this fit pretty much feels like a very player character that uh through the lens of like this uh through through thor that you learn about this world and and how it communicates and um um it's so good it's just so well put together jason aaron really did a a fantastic job of building up this world for and expanding upon it um it it feels like a Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thor, you know? Like, imagine if they just went with this. <laughs> That's the instead thing. Of, they, they could have just started with this. They could have just started would have been with fascinating. this. Yeah. It would have been really fascinating. Like, this is, yeah. and I mean, granted, this is, you know, 2015, 2016 that we're reading, you know, but 
holy shit, if they had just started with this, like that would have been one hell of a take. Oh, well, comic skaters would have lost their fucking minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thor's not. Where's the real Thor? Next, you're going to be saying that Ghostbusters need to be all female. It's it's Odin's son, not Odin mum. <laughs> but then you know what would have been really cool is like that underlying mystery throughout it. Like, what the fuck happened to like right. Odinson? And then you have yeah. just a fully formed Chris Hemsworth show up with his short hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, well, we're going to get to that in this run. We're going to get there. Yeah, we are. Sooner than you think. Yeah, we are. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive into this. The Mighty yes. Thor issues 1 through 12. Uh, I want to highlight uh, the artists here. Of course, our mainline artist is the man himself, Russell Dodderman, doing Whoa! just the Lord's work. You really the Lord's like, work. The like God Malcolm, Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> re- really doing uh, Odin's work here. Um, Malcolm mentioned it last week, and you can kind of see Dodderman's art evolving over the course of this volume. Like, this stuff even looks different than his stuff from the Thor 2014 series. Exactly. Like, it looks leveled up even from there, and he only continues to level up throughout the run. Yeah. Like, by the time we get later on, you know, to the big event stuff, it looks, you know, 10 times different than this. It looks so professional. He's so good. He's so good. And alongside he makes other him, artists look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of other artists, he uh, uh-huh. he's working alongside uh, Rafa Gares here for uh, issues six and seven during the Viking era, which are uh-huh. a large departure. A yes. large departure. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I'd go as far to say as it looks bad, but it is very different. It is a little shell shocked. I it, would. Especially feels- in comparison, like I, I think I think it's really offensive for that artist to have to be in an, in the middle of Dodderman's run, but also like literally in the same issues as Dodderman's stuff. <laughs> like to go from Dodderman's stuff to go to that is so stunningly just horrible for that artist. Like, hey, I'm not, I don't want to shit on somebody's art. You know, you you just draw better than I can, but that guy was the wrong pick <laughs> i get it i get it um, you know also it felt like it was like it's very much listeners it's very much like an ish the, the the episode of stranger things where they just take a hard left turn to see that like one character and then they come back to this and it's not it's not that bad but you're talking about that one like topical reference <laughs> you know you're talking about the yeah the little well, like the one where it's like side. oh and now we're gonna do the weird like side story with her <laughs> yeah exactly and then we're just gonna come right back it was that. just one episode it's just like that was weird that was I uh, totally the real forgot side about step. that yeah <laughs> everyone does everyone forgets it but then they like watch that show they 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 come to me and like hey what was up with that one episode and that what one happened season? with I was like, that <laughs> I was like don't worry about it that was a backdoor literally pilot. never Let's gonna on. never gonna come up again don't you yeah, worry. that's exactly what it was it was like a backdoor pilot for a it, failed it, like spin-off show <laughs> It was. It totally it was. So was. <laughs> They're like, also, is this a possibility? Um, everyone went, also no. on art for issue 12, we have Fraser Irving returning again Hell yeah. to do some old Asgard stuff. Hell That's yeah. Cool. That stuff looks great. Looks great. Fraser Irving like, rules. Fraser Irving rules. 
So let's go ahead and dive into this. So we are going to start off the Mighty Thor Chapter 1, Thunder in Her Veins. Let's talk about one, Mommy's arms on the cover. I know. This whole wraparound cover is oh, absolutely gorgeous. This cover slaps. It's incredible. But uh, Mommy's Sorry. arms right there in the middle, like, hoy, hoy. I, I mean, if you do look maybe like three inches to the left, we also have Daddy's arms with her. We kids. do. It's true. Did, did you guys hear the Hercules rumor that uh, he's going to be in the movie? Yeah, for the movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Hoping. I'm interested. Well, because and they have Zeus there. Is? I haven't heard any casting. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. It's pretty interesting. I'm okay. pretty into it. It's not. It's I hope not it's like, Liam. I hope yeah, it's same. Liam Hemsworth. It is not. <laughs> oh well, then why am I wasting my time? Then never mind. It is not. We're wasting he's, time. Needs with this. to be Next a family book. affair. Next book, we don't care anymore. It is not. Eric, you'll know it as soon as... If it's real, you'll know him as soon as you see him. Okay. And it's kind of interesting. Okay, I'm interested. It's Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> isn't it? He came it back. better fucking not be, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin no, Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo is playing Jesus in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so chapter one, Thunder in the Veins. We see... Uh, we pick right up where... Thor uh, 2014 left off with the reveal that Jane Foster is Thor. However, Jane is also going through chemotherapy for her cancer. And as we come to find out, every time that she changes into Thor, because the, the transformation alters her body in such a drastic way, it wipes away any of the chemo. Burns out the chemo. So it resets her back to where she was. What a genius twist. It's so cool. What an absolutely genius, like, it's, idea. It's so interesting. Like, magically, it wipes clean right uh, right when the person is back to where they were before. Yeah. It's, it, that, yeah. that, is, that is incredible to think about. Um, that, and, and it sets up one of two um, inevitabilities for mm -hmm. this story either a jane's time as thor is temporary mm -hmm. or b at a certain point jane is going to leave jane foster behind and just become thor mm -hmm. and the uh. the idea i think the direction shifts a couple times at least in the perspective of the reader depending on the story yeah so we catch up with our good buddies over at roxon on their satellite and at a certain point as they are observing things they start to see some debris uh hitting the satellite oh, it's so cool and the first you know they're like oh we got to get visual up and swear to god i was like that's their honey shot you just see this elf just this dead light elf just floating so you're an elfist <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Sir Honeyshot's brother. You don't know. Um, oh, but it's this dead light elf, and inscribed on his chest is "So begins the War of the Realms." Written with his own blood, it looks like, because Metal his hand is chopped off and it's bleeding out into space. Yep. And then We're we see sick. this terrifying double-page spread of just all of these dead light elves that are going to rain down on the planet. The eyes of the uh, female light elf. Oh my God. Burned into like my memory. Down. Yeah. Burned into my memory. Russell Donnerman does amazing eye work. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is one of his greatest strengths, which is such a weird thing to say. Yes. But it, I mean, every one of his, he conveys so much emotion and so much like visual feeling. Because if you go to the next page, like where Jane is seeing the report, like her eyes tell you everything that you need to, like that expression tells you everything you need to know about that character. Yeah. Right. That, like it, it's, that is a perfect page of comic books. Like <laughs> It's so good. He's so good. It's and not fair. As the meteor shower of deadlight elves, which they had set up in the previous volume with Malekith murdering all of the light elves alongside uh, Dario Agar to resurrect Laufey, um, the satellite gets knocked basically out of orbit and is sent crashing down to Earth. And then we get basically the opening to season two of Supergirl, where mm-hmm. satellites falling out of the sky. It's, it's that is a that is a perfect opening to any superhero TV show. Yeah. And the first two episodes of Supergirl season two, I will put up there with any other offering from the CW uh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Watch Superman and Lois. It's great. Watch uh, Superman and Lois, and also watch Supergirl, which was also great. Also watch Supergirl. It was a it's great kinda, show. Great it kind of leads to to Superman and Lois. Mm, not yeah. as much. Not as much, but apparently it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Does we it... found out. We found out. Apparently it doesn't. <laughs> apparently it doesn't at all. <laughs> Even though it should. But anyway, so we get uh, as the satellite is falling. This great shot of as the satellite's falling, that something whooshes by it. And the next panel, it's Mjolnir because Jane has summoned it. Mm-hmm. And you see her walk out into the alleyway behind the clinic. Mjolnir has landed. She says, this part never gets old. And she grabs the handle and this full page spread of her just off into the sky. It's it's so good. It brings a tear to my eye. That's the thing. Again, we've, you know, we've said it before. This is just Superman shit, man. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I love that she doesn't have Mjolnir with her. Like that was a thing with Don Blake, where like Don Blake, like had yeah, the, had the walking stick, yeah. you know, that he would hit and it would become Mjolnir, you know, and he would transform. But like, I love that she doesn't have Mjolnir with her at all times. Mjolnir kind of just I, sits at a very specific place. This is like around the sun, like yeah, just <laughs> orbiting. It's it's yeah. it's the you know uh, uh, when I when I need my horse, then I'll call my horse. And my yes. Horse yeah yeah cool. it's it's zoro's tornado when yeah oh yeah when he needs him he shall appear yeah oh, wow awesome. what a reference. Great reference i like that great Thank reference you. we're Thank all you. so old oh my god <laughs> we, we are old pulp fiction heroes right oh, now <laughs> speak for yourself uh oh, as the satellite is nearing dc we see our all new avengers who have also popped up uh, yeah, sans the younger members in this uh mm-hmm. in this altercation at least uh we see captain marvel we see vision we see iron man in one of his best armors we see thank you thank, thank you for you. saying that it's one of his best oh it's my really good. god that marquez design is one of the best armors just and in general it's we so also good. see dr strange uh in, in the midst of his best run as well uh yeah who, also side, by a, another yeah. uh his another, side profile yeah. is really good. His it's side very prof- good. It looks very Benedict Cumberbatch. That's what I kind of thought of. It was really Yeah, funny. he's got that long British face. You're right. He does have yeah. the long <laughs> British face. You all now know who's, yes. now who's Elfist. I, now who's <laughs> Elfist. I know. <laughs> so as, uh, as the 
biggest bit of the satellite is falling towards DC. Everyone's like, okay, no, wait, she's got this because it shows Thor one handed grabbing onto it using Mjolnir to try and slow its momentum. It's so good. Straight so, into the water. That's the thing. Uh, is Jane as Thor more powerful than Odin's son? Because you never see Odin's son do that shit. And then there's something else later that she does. I was like, holy yes, shit. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Is, we will get into that. stronger than <laughs> Odin's son? Because that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, we already know that she has a better connection to Mjolnir because of how she can, like, cause yeah. things to go all yeah. over the place and everything like yeah. that. So, yeah, I would I wonder I if would, having yeah. a human part of you makes you... A different kind of Thor. Like I wonder if kind that... of like in the same way that mixing human and Saiyan DNA means that Gohan's potential yes. is yes. higher is... than Goku's. That is Even exactly what narratively I yes. he isn't used that way. I don't mm-hmm. get that. I don't get that reference. Ever. So we check back <laughs> in with. Uh... <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> we're going to <laughs> check in with uh, Thor, who's checking in on the uh, satellite staff. I love Iron Man's just like, hey, nice work, Thor. So uh, did you see any kind of magic? She just shoots off into the sky. He's like, okay, thanks. Nice <laughs> and the cool. Dr. Strange's like, tell me you didn't ask her out again. <laughs> because Tony 100% would have asked her out at least five times by now. Yeah, obviously. Who wouldn't? He says, so I get it. Everyone should. So yeah. Thor heads back into the atmosphere and we and she sees all the dead light elf bodies. And she heads back to the clinic, sends Mjolnir off into the sky and reverts back to Jane Foster, just as our good friend Volstag wakes up. Volstag was there to drive her home. I, I love that. I love that yeah. Volstag is I mean this is a very specific reference, but this is 50 50. Like, she, yeah. she's, you know, she's the Joseph Gordon Lovett and he's the Sam, the Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's just 50 50. Yeah. Seth Rogen would have been an amazing Volstag. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that would have been great. That laugh. <laughs> he would have been so good as Volstag. I oh always did. Did you see that Where video uh, after the Mario movie announcement? No, uh, there's a voice actor who did this video where he was just like, because uh, Charlie Day is playing Luigi, and he yeah. was just voicing how Charlie Day would uh, voice Luigi, <laughs> and then like he's just like, he's just like, who the fuck told you that? He's like, Donkey Kong, and you just hear <laughs> coming around the corner. <laughs> I was laughing about that for days. Yo, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong though would be sick. <laughs> yeah. That actually works the best, honestly. Like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I think he's he's been cast. Oh man, really? That's a thing. Yeah. Really? God. Why are we doing this anyway? Like, what? Why is <laughs> who is this for? It's for <laughs> no one. Seriously, who is this for? It's like, for yeah. the executives. It's the same reason. It's with for the, the executives' seven-year-old kid. Yeah, I it's guess who just discovered that Nintendo is a thing. Yeah. And now the executive's like, well, I want my seven-year-old child to have the popular actors in here. I don't want these voice yeah. actors who've been the voice of these characters for decades. Anyway, no uh, cares. Chris Pratt playing uh, playing Link in the Legend of Zelda animated movie. Stop. Stop. Do not curse <laughs> me with that. 
do not curse me with that because he would be the first link that actually has conversations and i don't need that <laughs> pratt is link is going to be like margot robbie is zelda <laughs> yo margot robbie would crush it as zelda okay everyone's seeing the set photos from the barbie movie oh, oh my god Ugh, margot so robbie bad. can do anything all I, about it. all I need is uh all I need is the song by Aqua in that movie and I'm fine. I'm it's fine gotta it's gotta be in there. <laughs> they would be leaving millions of dollars on the table if it's not in that no, movie. That's Agreed. gonna be the end credit song for sure. There you go. Yeah. When she finally embraces the Barbie girl that is inside. The Barbie girl you, that you know is what? really the journey is really the Barbie girl inside of us. All yeah, of absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. we cut to Asgardia. Oh, right. Where Thor, right. We see <laughs> Where we see that these posters have been put up. False Thor. Thief. And we see that essentially Asgardia is under martial law. Where Uh Odin is reigning above everybody. The Congress of uh, Realms really is just doing what our actual Congress does. And just sitting and not accomplishing anything. And just arguing with each other. And yeah. They uh, they <laughs> levy the accusations against the Dark Elves like, hey, no your people fucking murdered our people. And the Dark Elves are like, ah, fake news. Ah, <laughs> slander. Ah, this is this. You have no proof. Again, this is 2016. this comes out right before a certain sith lord wins a a presidential election (laughs) insult to sith lords like right Um, before and it is an insult to sith lords (laughs) so jane and volstag return to the uh to the congress of war of realms i love all the different designs for all the ambassadors yeah oh my god i mean the 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 muscle yeah yeah. The, the cinder people who are just hailing the cinder queen <laughs> the entire time they're just like formless fire with like eyes and a screaming mouth is so tight <laughs> she when she comes the queen of cinders will burn them all <laughs> and then oh, even like the 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 yeah. uh the cinders for uh vanaheim like the designs are so yeah. cool yeah uh i um, love that the dark elves have like they have like Ash Wednesday ashes just like dripping down the middle of their forehead onto their nose. That's such a very specific like look. It's so cool. And it's half yeah. because it's Malekith. It yeah. 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 It's uh, sick. I love the, uh, is it the angels that are sitting there? Is yes. that, that what they are? for like yes. That is really cool. I, I, I didn't realize like they, there was a representative of, of heaven. Yeah. Uh, yes, because so that's in the post- uh, in the in the post original, uh, sin. original sin yeah world because now it's the ten realms because the Seven tenth realm nine. is heaven right uh, so that's where angela comes from so that's that's right. yeah, basically have, it's, it's, it's basically thanagar we added thanagar into into thor yeah oh, okay yeah and so a follow a little hotter so following the session adjourning uh jane goes to see freya who is uh in prison uh-huh. Odin has locked up his wife because uh-huh. she disagreed with him. And again, this is feeling very much like a certain political climate that closed yes. out the back half of the 2010s. Yes. Jailing dissidents. Again, wild. Yeah. Wild. It's, uh, it's crazy. That you're putting that in a comic book. Like, that's yeah. cool. like a, a comic, like while it's happening. Well, it's happening and about to explode off even more. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, Freya basically says, like, 
look, I need to be in here because I'm going to take the focus off of everybody else who are disagreeing with him. Jane's like Sif and Sif has like a band of warriors ready to break you out at any time. She's like, look, I know, but there's, there's bigger things happening. Thor is, or Odinson is missing. We don't know where he is. We haven't seen him. And so she's basically like, my husband's day of reckoning is going to come. We just need to, we just need to wait and you need to rest. And so Jane decides, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go get evidence. And so she summons Mjolnir and heads to the Bifrost where we find Heimdall. And they have a quick conversation where she's just like, all right, you got to help me. He's like, sorry, sworn to be all father. And she's like, okay, but you see what's happening in Alfheim right now. And he's like, yep, elves are dying. And she's like, okay, so what? You're going to stop me? And he's like, no, they are. And who do we get? Everyone's least favorite Borson, the serpent. <laughs> who could also be voiced by Seth Rogen. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> just coming around. <laughs> Thunderguard, arrest her. <laughs> <laughs> As Minister of Justice, I call Borison. <laughs> Just coming out of a cloud of smoke since he hotboxed the inside of the <laughs> As the duchy playing in the back. Yes. <laughs> um, so Cull now has what's called the Thunder Guard, which are basically Thor knockoffs with their own little hammers. What a surprise. Cull has an army with his own hammers. What a fucking surprise. <laughs> this unoriginal son of a bitch. God. <laughs> Fuck, get a haircut, hippie. God, uh, what an asshole. He sucks so bad. He sucks. He's he's terrible. <laughs> but I do like that he's really thick. He is thick he is with really three C's. And I, I really enjoy that. I think that's great. And that's something that I really do like about Dotterman's uh, art from this point onward is he's not afraid to draw people thick. Nope. He loves it, it looks like. Indeed. Uh, we cut over to the Yawning Void, where we see the Cabal of Realms has been summoned. That's a good name uh, for a bar. Sorry. Ch- right? That Sorry. is a great name and a great location just in general. It's yeah. so cool looking. The it's Yawning crazy. Void. Like, yawning it, it is just, it looks like a little island in the middle of nothingness. Yeah. It's so it's so cool. creepy. Yeah. And we are introduced once again to our villains of the story. Uh, we've got Ulik, we've got the representatives of Muspelheim, we've got Dario Agar, and I made a discovery this week while reading this book. Because we've talked about before how very, uh, uh, as, as, as we've said before, uh, BDE, big drag queen energy, mm-hmm. um, coming from Malekith the Accursed. Mm-hmm. You know what voice I hear now when I read him? Connor Goldsmith doing his yep. Celine voice. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. what I've. That's what I've realized, listeners. Those of yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's it's that's all I can hear now. Um, oh, yeah. I was on Twitter and one of the videos from his podcast. Go listen to his podcast, Cerebro. It's awesome. It's um, arguably the best podcast on the internet. It's arguably. It's arguably arguably eventually we will be waging our own war of the realms on cerebro and we'll lose but but that's a ways away that's a ways away that's a ways away Um, but yeah i i saw a video from his of his selene and i was like that's the voice i hear that's the voice i hear with malekith every single time now 
Yeah, it's a hot voice. That makes sense. Makes sense. So Malekith is bringing his little group together to say, "Hey, we've got a new we've got a new member making his first appearance here. It's your boy." And out of the shadows steps Loki. I, I think you mean Tom Hiddleston. You're right. He has because, uh, transformed into Tom Hiddleston. on Tom Hiddleston. There is a panel in the next issue where it is just it's Tom just Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I God. yeah. It is full on fuckboy Loki. I and do I, love this design though. It's a I great design. I really do love it. It's a I really great... love the scepter he has. That's kind of like I wonder what it's from. Different. Yeah. Weird. No clue. <laughs> Chapter two, War of the anyway. Elves. Um, we see Loki having some bonding time with his Faja. Uh, <laughs> the two of them are spending some time in Jotunheim. I love that Loki just fucking hates his guts. He, just he like, hates him so much. He's like, all right, so walk the canyon and come back. He's like, okay, all right, I'll be right back. He goes in there. Love you. And Daddy. there's a whole biker gang of frost giants just waiting to, fuck, to him up. fuck him up. And he's just like, oh, you tricky bitch. We cut back to Asgardia. Uh, Thor is able to hold her own for a bit against Cull and the, and the Thunder Guard. I, I, I just fucking love how she uses Mjolnir and it just whips mm-hmm. around magic missling everybody. Can I can I be HOM real quick? Please. Uh, the bottom panel of that page where it's Asgardia City of the Gods and she's spitting out the blood. I wanted to spit on me. Anyway, uh, so it's been really awesome <laughs> to play as Jane in the Avengers game this week. Yes, I was really hoping we were going to bring this up. Yeah. Because uh, as you were as we were recording this, uh this week in fact, yeah. the Mighty Thor joined the Avengers game. And I immediately and, uh, spent real money to change that costume. I am I am doing that today. Into the comic <laughs> book costume because it looks so good. It looks so good. And that she plays and the, so well. The Valkyrie costume looks so good. And like Yeah, but I'm not gonna spend forty bucks just to skip the challenge card to get that costume. So, so I like the golden version, which you get at the beginning of the challenge card. So oh, that's like, fair. I'll I'll spend the ten dollars. That's, that's fair. But yeah, in- I I love playing as Jane, and I love that they kept in just Mjolnir whipping itself around the battlefield. Holy shit. Her ultimate, where you just like you just throw it, and it's just flying around and knocking people everywhere, and, and then, then you she have gets the to summon the old weapon. Ah, that's so cool. Tight, dude. Like, it's, it's so, so fucking good. That's yeah, really I'm cool. gonna play that for like another couple hours after we finish this. Yes. I was up <laughs> four o'clock in the morning playing for sure. <laughs> I've been uh, I've actually decided out out after uh, after playing through with a little bit of uh, Jane that I wanted to replay the campaign because it's the best part of the game. That's uh, right. yeah, and you can play through it again with all of your costumes. Yay. So it's just got comic book costumes all over the place and i love it that's awesome that's that awesome. Really i just cool. got the iron man 3 suit nice uh which is super cool i think it looks real good i um, i will never be able to unless they unless they have this marquez design ever i'm, I'm never going to be able to take him off of the silver centurion once they added that to the game i was like this is the only fair. Iron Man skin I need. That's fair. I had him in the Endgame suit because I love that suit, and that's, that's the closest fair. to like the current comic suit. Yeah, if they put the current comic suit in there, I'll be thrilled because I love that suit. 
So James I play is, Spider-Man. Don't it's say that. He blows. No, he, he, he blows. Yeah. He blows. <laughs> so I just I just threw my two cents. There you go. That was You're really welcome. funny. You're welcome. <laughs> and so uh, uh, Thor begins losing this fight because there are just too many uh, too many too, hammers. Too many hammers. And it has hammers. face. <laughs> And as Kull goes for the killing blow, Heimdall defends her. I love it. Because Heimdall's just been standing there this entire time. Just unmoving. Unmoving, yeah. Unyielding. (laughs) And he straight up goes, not in my house. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, you take that shit outside. Not in my house. Uh I love Cole being like, Heimdall, you dared? He's like, I, sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I just picture Heimdall like baked out of his mind, the way, the way that he says things. I, sometimes I do. <laughs> and then He's he just sends, sends Thor on, on her way out to Alfheim. And uh, Cole's just like, this is treason most foul. Heimdall, the all-seeing son of nine mothers, as minister of justice, I hereby command you to lower your... He's like, just take him away, cell. Just like, fucking get me out of here. (laughs) I figure it's best to get one now before the good ones are all filled. It's a great line. So good. Heimdall's awesome. Yeah. Uh, What's not awesome is when Thor arrives to Alfheim, it is decimated. Yeah, it's they got bad. tanks. They got tanks. They got tanks and war elephants. They got, yeah, they got elephants. <laughs> it's pronounced elephant. I don't know how many times we need to do this. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Timothy Oliphant. Oh, right. Just, just, <laughs> they're just riding giant weaponized Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> it's just his hair. It's just, yes. It's that grizzled nice hair. And, and they're riding in it. <laughs> and he's just using his blasters from yeah. the Mandalorian. Yes. It's awesome. Um also I love the uh the war witches. The design of them yeah. is very Disney's Hercules. Yeah, the uh the, the fates basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. With the really long nails. I, yeah. I don't like looking at that. It freaks me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that design. They look really cool. And I love that with the Dark Elves, like, they went with the movie design. Because I think the movie design... For the grunts, for the yeah. Hella cool. Yeah, for sure. Faceless, like, vibe. They just have, like, the all-white mask with the black eyes. They look kind of yeah. quarter vowels. And with the pointed stuff. ears, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a so hella tight design. So, so cool. cool. They went with that. That's sick. But they kept Malekith as he was. Because you don't, bro- you don't fix what ain't broke. Exactly. Exactly. This this sassy bitch, god damn! Oh, I love him. This fabulous <laughs> drag queen is just Malcolm. destroying everything. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then we are we get the reveal that he's added another ally, Amora the Enchantress. Oh baby, it's so cool. Love seeing some Enchantress. Oh, I'm so happy. I missed her so much. Yeah, she's great. There's never enough Enchantress. Seriously, though, right? And I... the raw sexual energy that oh, yeah. having the two of them in one scene has. Oh, that panel where he's like taller than her and she's looking up. Oh, yeah. She's just like, she, she says, just know, little elf, that if you betray me, I will turn the breath in your lungs to acid and your bones to hungry maggots. And he just goes... I do love it when you flirt with me, but I am trying to run a war here, my dear. I just, 
Oh, man. The chemistry's off the charts. Oh, man. You do a very good Connors. Thank you. I've (laughs) listened to his podcast a few times. That was really good. Thank you. Like I said, send it to him. (laughs) Maybe that'll be. I'm just going to out of the blue be like, hey, did you know I do a good impression of you? Hey, I do a good. (laughs) Just. No, no, no subject header. Just that's the message. <laughs> Cold emails. Yeah, there. it's funny. Love it. So we cut back to uh, Jotunheim where Loki just kind of pops out. He's like, hey, dad, that was fun. You're funny. And well, he's just like, wait, what? And then he goes into the valley. All of his frost giants, except for one, are dead. And the last one's just like, I tore my ears off, but I could still hear his voice. Like, I love oh, that. It's so good. I love that. And Malfoy's like, like, how did you kill them? And he's like, I didn't. I just talked to them. They killed themselves. Like, it's so good. So tell me, Father, are you going to continue wasting both our time with your trivial little tests? Or would you like to see what a Loki can do to a Thor? like fucking awesome he he writes a great loki (laughs) yeah loki in this is actually really well written that was another thing i was expecting just a lot more of like um more conniving in this but he this is reminding me a lot of like the the loki from like uh what are you from from uh j michael shavinsky's loki you know yes yeah yes it is it is very synonymous with that version which when we see that version show up like it it makes a lot of sense he's very good even though he does have a patchy high school beard Uh, i kind of love that it's it it's interesting and it does separate him from thor again which is always great yeah um so i always hated it because thor can grow a beard it's true Mm -hmm. uh back on alfheim uh, Laufey shows up. Him and Malekith have a little tête-à-tête. Uh, Thor has returned to the Palace of the Light Elves to try and uh, give some aid. When who shows up? It's ya boy, Loki. Uh-huh. And having the two of them there, that full page of just the two of them looking at each other, these two new versions of these characters. The all-new, all-different Thor meets the all-new, all-different Loki? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm kind of sad that we're that we don't get Hiddleston's Loki with Jane's Thor in the MCU, especially given that they do have history already. Like, yeah. yeah, I like mean the, one of the, the best, best part of Dark, Dark World. <laughs> yeah, she fucking punches him in the face. She goes like, "That was for New York," and he goes, "I like her." Yeah, I I love that so much. Are we? Do we like? Dark World? We've talked about things that we like about no, it twice now. No, Dark World is very bad. Do we it's like very Dark bad World? It, it, is, it is bad, but it but does it has have a its moments. moments. Yeah. It does have its moments. I, I did watch the... the uh, what what realm is uh, Hogan's? It's it's like the opening Hogan's battle Heroes? scene. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark World, where like oh, yeah. Thor like lands in with the with the Rainbow Bridge like in the middle of this giant scene, and then he fights the the Cronin, Korg. you know, yeah, and yeah. he just like whips him. Like I watched that battle scene the other day, and that, like that sequence is awesome. Great yeah. sequence, it's really cool. But yeah, I didn't rewatch that whole movie. It's really cool. Yeah, but, like I could never rewatch that whole movie because that movie is the pits. It's so boring. It's so messy, and it's it, really poorly made. Yeah, there's some really like. uh 
it's it's mainly the the exposition spots of it are really kind of like pushing it yeah, but God. but like but like the action sequences in it are actually very fun the the yeah. um re-watching that whole movie again was just like oh yeah that's right i haven't this i remember why i didn't watch you more than once and <laughs> and yet I still remember everything that needed to happen. The funny the bits movie, were so funny. The movie is an interesting parallel to Attack of the Clones because I think it's very much like Attack of the Clones where it, yes. it wants to be a romance movie and it wants to be an action movie. Uh-huh. It should be very one or so. the other. Yeah. Because I think if you focus enough time on one of those plots and not enough on, like, as opposed to trying to give equal time to both, it would be a stronger movie. Yeah, agreed. Uh, chapter three, the saga of Thor and Loki Great opens up with this conversation. Great great cover. i mean all these covers are fantastic but god this cover of like thor looking in this like kind of scrying pool and seeing the evil villains league you know yeah. just all looking back at her is the injustice fantastic. gang it's the injustice society like she's looking into another world it's really cool reflection pool and it opens up yeah. with the conversation between loki and jane and again this is hiddleston in the second page yeah it's uh-huh. just straight up tom hiddleston it uh-huh. really is right there that's that's um, the moment that i was talking about it's it's right there it's, so yeah. loki basically says hey look i am undercover for these people um i'm trying to be better right and he's basically telling her like i just need your help we can do this and we can make mom proud. And all of a sudden just whop, just she lops off his head with the hammer and he just, his head goes up into the sky and just. (sighs) (laughs) I roll like it's so good. (laughs) And so Loki recovers because that was just a copy of Loki and the inner monologue, which I kind of, I, I wish was the thought bubbles. I miss the thought bubbles. Yeah. I I actually I I, I miss thought bubbles in general, but I yes. love that for Thor, it's little like little like scroll pages. Yeah. I, I think if it was sure. just like if this was just the thing for just Jane, I'd be thrilled with it. Like I, I love that. But I do miss thought bubbles. Well, and and the thing for me is like all of the thought bubbles we got in the 2014 Thor which I recognize was a device to continue to push the mystery of who she is, but I missed it. I miss it here. Yeah. Um, It definitely is like warranted because it makes it feel more like the Donald Blake stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so uh, Thor clears the field a little bit, bringing down the lightning. Uh, Some of the Muspelheim fire demons come in as well. And the lightning. And then Loki pulls out all the stops to show off this incredible page of the many faces of Loki. And Malcolm has been waiting to talk about this <laughs> the entire so, recording. So, so this is my favorite page in the whole volume, <laughs> just because I had this realization this week. So I'm reading this and I get to this page and I love this. It's Loki throughout the ages. All these different Lokis, same pose, tilted head, you know, smile, like all these different Lokis, right? Russell Dodderman, Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but Russell Dodderman, uh, for the last year or so, 
couple years. A couple years has uh, done a bunch of variant covers for Marvel characters Mm -hmm. that are uh, the character throughout the ages in the same pose. So, for example, this week was a She-Hulk one. Uh, Oh. Different eras of She-Hulk in the same pose, just got it on the page. And I realized, oh, this is where he got the idea. He got the idea from, like, doing this page. Oh, which is amazing because I have several of these, <laughs> <laughs> especially like all the lady ones because they're all friggin' sick. They're so like, good. Yeah, I mean, just looking at all the designs on here, like, God, she all has such good designs. You always the Emma Frost up. one. Uh, I I spent money on that. I I have that. I spent money <laughs> on because that was the only one that was like an incentive variant. It was like a mm, one in fifty for Inferno. Of course, it was. And I spent money on it because I was like, I, I need that. She's <laughs> my favorite. I need it. <laughs> That's cool. That's really so cool. I, I love that this one page gave him a lot of uh, a lot of real estate at Marvel. <laughs> he's been doing those covers a lot. <laughs> and so we see different versions of Loki. We see um, Hobo Loki from Thor's. Uh-huh. We see some kind of hulked out giant Loki in the back. We see one of my favorite designs of Loki I've ever seen, which is ancient Loki with this like skull helmet. Yeah. There's the antlers. I love that design. Yeah. Um, we see classic Loki. We see, as they alluded to, Straczynski Loki. In the mm-hmm. back left, we see Loki, agent of Asgard, which yes. was a very short lived miniseries. A fantastic, fantastic run. And that's the Loki leading into this, mm-hmm. which kind of informs a lot also. Same with uh, Kid Loki down there. Which mm-hmm. is Kid Loki, one of my favorite that. Lokis. Kid yeah. Loki. Uh, we see Baby Frost Giant Loki, and then we see a Kitty Loki. See I, that Loki? With a Thor helmet. With, yeah. with the Straczynski Thor helmet just perched on his head. Which is interesting. That, that cat Quite one so. is my favorite, just because it was like, why is he wearing the Thor Oh man, it's like, who are you? I'm surprised, and it's the little like sprite Loki above. Yeah, Yeah. I want to know what's going on with both of those guys. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's what caught my interest. If only there was like an alligator. That's the thing. This is so. Yeah. So Mjolnir whips around, starts beating the shit out of all the other Lokis, and as I love that, all the Lokis are actually arguing with each other. Yeah. At a certain point, classic Loki is just like, you boy are a pathetic excuse for a Loki. A bit of scruff on your chin cannot hide the fact that you have milk in your veins instead of blood and fire. And then everybody's just arguing until the best Loki shows up. Until Mm -hmm. the best Loki shows up. Mommy, mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mommy, mommy, mommy. Oh and that God. was uh, the second of two Under the Hood segments <laughs> of the podcast within a podcast where Malcolm simps for literally anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How oh, it is big not? simping coming. Don't worry. I get it. <laughs> big um, simp energy. That's what they're going to say about me when I die. Big simp energy. <laughs> if she makes it out of the show, it would be interesting to see Jane's Thor with Sylvie. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'd be, be so awesome. That'd be interesting. They would, would get along. I think they would. I think, I think they, would they would get along. That's the thing. Um, so we see uh, female Loki versus Mighty Thor. And I th- I forgot how weird it is that female Loki just doesn't have eyebrows. It still yep. weirds me out. Uh-huh. 
it, uh, it makes her head look so big. Large. Yeah. She looks like alien. Her head looks, yeah, she looks alien. Um, I love that Dodderman kind of draws her like a young Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yes. 100%. Like, that is, like, that is, that is Dana and Ghostbusters energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love that look. Only Zool here. It, it is specifically possessed Dana. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I, love, I think it'll look great. <laughs> That'd be so cool, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, Sigourney so, Weaver would have been a great, like, lady. Oh, lady. she would have oh crushed it. She would have crushed day. it. Yeah. No, Still. even now. Even I mean, now? Yeah. It's just, you know, she was in Defender, so she can't be. Yeah, true. It's, 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 that's, that's. Because that's 20% canon. It's 20%. It's currently 20% canon. Um, So as they're battling, the other Lokis are arguing with each other. My favorite party is just like, you're all me. You're all in my head. And the kid Loki just goes, not me. I'm dead. Remember? (laughs) That was a tragic callback. Yeah. Um, So good. And then this we is, see this is an interesting like trial for Loki. Is him yes. this, like this is his plan is to have all these other Lokis, but clearly it wasn't his plan to have them fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos magic. It shows he's uh, in a bad place. He is a wild magic sorcerer. For yes, he, I was just gonna say, like, that is all wild magic sorcery right there. And at a certain point, little baby frost giant Loki is just like yeah, hey, buddy, we're not super excited. We're not jazzed about you either. We're kind of ashamed of you. And Loki just goes, you know what? And he picks up the baby frost giant Loki, just starts like whacking people with him, using him as a weapon. It's so good. I love I love what female Loki says. It's like, ah, oh, typical. While the men, women do all the work, the men stand around playing with themselves. Oh. <laughs> uh, good it's so good this book is amazing <laughs> uh thor is able to uh dispatch the rest of the lokis and pins a snake a little garden snake underneath mjolnir which turns back into main loki mm-hmm. and then as the two of them are standing there thor is just like this was just for you to gloat this was just for what and loki's like no no, no. I, was, I was just stalling so that we could both die together and then we see the horde <laughs> dark elves riding giant bats with nukes with freaking These... nukes <laughs> dire bats mind you Dire bats with bombs. It's so awesome. Roxxon nukes are just dropped on Alfheim because they are going to destroy it. And I love, oh, I fucking love this. Um, Loki's just like, all right, guess, uh, guess this is it. And we get, and I will say, this is the cool blending of the caption box and the dialogue. This is a great moment. It's just, she goes, this is why. And she says, this is why there must be a Thor. And she rockets off into the sky, puts herself right in the middle of all of the nukes, and just calls down the lightning and detonates all of them before they can hit the ground. This was Captain Marvel in Kingdom Come grabbing mm-hmm. the nuke and shouting Shazam until it mm-hmm. detonated. Yeah. Yes. Fucking loved it. And then we get this awesome panel of after the explosion, Mjolnir is falling as fire is raining from the sky and there's Jane, unconscious, changed back into her mortal form. So good. 
And that again, another very Hiddleston panel above uh above yep. that. But I, I love that bit too of Loki being like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do hope I didn't just witness the last act of Thor. Like <laughs> I he's impressed. he's impressed. He's impressed. And then to put a button on the issue, Freya is called before Odin to stand trial. Chapter four, trial of the all mother. Yeah. <laughs> trial Here of in the Asgard, we are, have, <laughs> we are preceded by an equally and biased uh, ritual known only as the Odin. Odin is all that is, there is and will always be, per, uh, be persecuted. Everyone who goes against him will not survive. Bong, These bong. are their stories. <laughs> bong, bong. <laughs> so we we open back up chapter four with Jane falling from the sky. She is desperately trying to reach Mjolnir before they hit the ground, and she gets a fingertip on it. And then this, I want to call attention to this for Malcolm. We get a very Branton Stein Thum. Oh yeah. As she hits the ground. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And she stands up and the mighty Thor bellows. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. It's oh, so my good. God. There's another He's... really good one later, and I'm trying to remember where it is, but I'll I'll point it out when I see it. it. There's another really good one later. Yeah. Uh, she stands up and she says, Malekith, bring all the elves you have in Svartalheim, but you shall not take this city, not while Thor yet lives. Oh, God, I love this. I uh, love her. She's best Thor. Best Thor. Best She's Thor. easily best Thor. Yeah. Uh, Queen Elsa of the Light Elves decides that she is going to uh, parlay with Malekith, and the two of them head off to have peace talks uh thor is standing there with a chained up loki as laufey arrives and this talk is unfortunately under false pretenses because all the protection that elsa had for herself going into this peace talk has already been nullified by the enchantress and she then uses her magic powers to bewitch elsa and she will now marry Malekith the Accursed. Uh-huh. Malekith officially has a beard, and that is <laughs> what this whole campaign against uh-huh. Alfheim was to get. Uh-huh. I took that literally. <laughs> I did see it in a second. I was like, wait, what? Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I'm working on different levels. You don't know where I'm at. You're working oh, on your gay terms. It's actually really encouraging. Oh, my really God. Proud. I watch your Drag Race. I know this. <laughs> I yeah. can, so happy pride. <laughs> happy pride. Uh, so happy pride. Uh, so back in Asgardia, we are getting that trial of the All Mother. Everyone is locked out. Everyone is protesting outside. There um, it is. Yes, there's the other one. That's the other one. Oh, the yeah. oh yeah. Super cool. Um, and basically, this trial is because uh freya dared to be the all mother and she helped out thor in opposition of odin Mm -hmm. and like i said everyone is you know barred from entering the chamber to give their own testimony they've got uh cull they've got the thunder guard they've got the destroyer out there 
I and love then, that he keeps using the destroyer as a threat. Like there was that earlier, earlier bit, like when Jane's going through Asgard and you're seeing like, oh, Asgard like sucks now. It's yep. got all the false Thor posters and everything. And there's just the destroyer with the red eyes, just like at the ready, like to be Ugh. to be the the the, the Robocop. Uh, the, to be the Robocop. Yeah. The Robocop. I was I was thinking to be like Bane's like bomb. Oh yeah. Is that's just driving around the city just to remind people. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> and so outside we see the formation of the Warriors Three, which I love. Um, Hogan says, uh, we stand on the verge of armed rebellion here. Are we certain this is the path we wish to take? And Sif just goes, damn right it is. Unsheaths her sword, calls for war, and the battle on the steps of essentially the courthouse begins. Whips, dude. So cool. They've also got Hildegard there, who is mm-hmm. amazing. Who's amazing. Uh, I love her. She she's bad the big woman. Fuck. She uh, she is just picking up Thunderguard members and tossing them off of the bridge. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Volstag, because he is a representative, he's a senator, he cannot get involved, so he is standing off to the sidelines. Um, Volstag off to the sidelines saying, so this is how democracy dies with Thunder <laughs> Yes, with literal thunderous applause. (laughs) Oh fuck! (laughs) You know what I also noticed in in this? By the way, it took me until like this moment actually that one of my favorite characters is not in this uh, book. Baldar the Brave. Baldar, Uh, yes, yeah, Baldar, yes, he's doing stuff. Yeah, (laughs) is is he dead? Is he not just involved with this? Yes, yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's on sabbatical with our girl Hella. Okay, you'll see him again. You'll see him. That's that's too bad. It was like what seeing the enchantress was one half of the two like characters i was really looking forward to seeing probably Balder is a big consequence of not being in the movie so he's pretty much taken out of the comics pretty fast yeah really exactly. because Balder is like like pretty important to straczynski's run yeah and the runs afterwards like he does play a role yeah. but then because of you know him not being in the movie and being a big part of the thor mythos and not being in the movie they kind of take him off the board that sucks um, I always wondered that. Yeah, he does become a a major player later on in this run. He does, but it's going to be a bit before we get there. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's cool. At least like to know that he's actually still in the comics, though. Yeah, you you will see him in this run. Damn. Okay. Guaranteed, one hundred percent. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So just as Odin is about to pass judgment on Freya, Thor and Loki bust in. And <laughs> hi, other daddy. <laughs> I, I like that when Loki is clearly in the presence of Malekith, he feels like he needs to up his like up his fabulous a little bit. Like, he, yeah, he, he's he's showboating a little bit. I like that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, Odin uh, demands that she kneel before him, and Odin and she refuses, and he says, "This all started with you." I think it's time to finish with you. And she goes, you know what? I agree. And she gives him the most satisfying sock on the jaw with Mjolnir. Uh-huh. It's so good. Uh-huh. So good. It's freaking awesome. And it kicks off a mighty duel between the mighty Thor and Odin, which brings us to chapter five, the civil war of the gods. 
that is like a invincible cover if I've ever seen one. Yes, it is. Like right there. It makes sense because this issue feels a lot like an invincible issue. It really does. <laughs> Fucking Odin's looking at her like he's about to. Never mind. Uh, There's nothing he's gonna say. So we go to the moons uh, of Saturn. Don't say there. it. Nope. No. Uh, so the moons of Saturn. The moons of Saturn. We continue the battle. Um, there's this great moment where uh, Odin is just like laying on the moon and he sees Mjolnir. He's just like, you wretched mallet. This is all your damn fault. And then uh, Thor, Thor shows up with a meteor and just smashes it on him. That is very invincible for sure. It's very yeah. invincible. I, I love her internal monologue here too. Of There was a time I was in love with the God who once carried this hammer and he was in love with me. We actually came close to spending our lives together. There was only one reason we never did. His name is Odin. Wow. <laughs> so good. I was never good enough for the all father, never worthy. A lot has changed since those days. So tell me old man, Am I worthy enough for you now? Like, Meteor to the for, face. Uh, awesome. Freaking so good. awesome. This so is good. Jane's revenge she's been waiting for for years. Uh, she's able to punch him right in the mouth. You're trying to get back at the in-laws for a good while. And it's, <laughs> it's so satisfying. She's like, it's it was so a non-refundable deposit on the venue, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want my $750 back. <laughs> <laughs> So shit. still bitter after like all this time. <laughs> I would be shit. I would yeah. be too. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh they free Freya and as everyone regroups in the hall, uh, everyone's like, Hey, we're with you, Freya, not this guy, pointing at Loki. He's just <laughs> like, guys, the fuck? And Freya says, He's with me. I trust the boy I raised, and I need you to trust in me. And then everyone squares up with swords drawn as the Thunder Guard makes their way in with Kull and the Destroyer. And we get a little Asgardian civil war. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's Meanwhile, so good. Oh, it's back so in good. Alfheim, uh, Malekith, who is dressed to the fucking nines. All right. This is a look. Both All, of them. Yeah. Both of them is a look. Right. Malekith looks so dope in that like all gray and black. It's, it's very, a good contrast uh, between yeah. the two of them, right? It's, it's very, very colonial. colonial. Yeah. It is very colonial, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense for Malekith. Oh, yeah. It they sure even, does like, for Malekith. They even braided his hair, uh, braided his hair in the Big, back. Uh, BCE for, uh, for Malekith Big in this whole run. Colonial energy. Big yeah. colonial uh, energy. Big colonizer energy. Colonizer, son of a bitch. That dress that she's wearing is so It's pretty. gorgeous. It's God, gorgeous. This is, again, this is why you get Russell Dodderman to do incredible yeah. designs like all the Hellfire Gala designs. And stuff. Yep. It's like why. Leaf. That's so cute. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so sorry. we see that uh, Queen Elsa Featherwine of Alfheim and King Malekith the Accursed of Svartalfheim are hereby and forever declared one. And then the enchantment lifts. And Elsa's I, just like, horrible. what have I done? She's no, carted yeah. off to prison. Everyone toasts. It is uh, 
Yeah, I love that the League of Villains are literally just right there at the wedding. Like, yes. just right off to the side. They're his groom's party. <laughs> they they are the Injustice Gang. Yeah. It is camp as hell. That's the thing. Yeah. This feels exactly like the best days of the Injustice Gang stuff. It feels yes. like like Morrison's run on Justice League when mm-hmm. the Injustice Gang show up. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Real quick, the, so good. the best part is them toasting, but this it's the cinders, the they're, just, they're, they're, their glass is melting and it's yeah. what, he's just tilted his head for it to leak into his mouth that's so funny it's so tight it's, it's so good meanwhile back in space uh they say the distance from Earth. saturn to jupiter when they're at their closest is 400 million miles it takes us about two punches to cover that i love this is like the dragon ball z fight that we've been this fight is a dragon ball z fight (laughs) holy shit thor and odin are just kicking the shit out of each other across the universe the craters on the planets and moons that they are making as they're just punching each other to each planet and moon it's so good it's so sick meanwhile back in the throne room the battle continues and at a certain point loki is trying to plead with his mother. He's trying to connect with her. He says, you were right about Malekith, mother, about his plans, about the war that's going to spread across the realms. You were right about everything. Well, almost everything. And you see him forming something in his hand, too. Like, that's that's the best for, oh, man. And you can page, see the beginnings of it. Yeah. yeah. And you the page turn reveal. Oh, fucking Loki shit. Loki stabs Freya in the back. It's heartbreaking. I remember the first time I read this, I gasped. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I totally gasped at this. I was like, damn it, these page turns, stupid page turns every time. Yeah. And we see the, uh, we see the poison of the blade begin to already take hold. And as Freya falls, there's this great moment where back in space, Odin stops, and you see his head turn, and he just what did I just, no and we cut back to Freya who's just laying in a pool of blood Uh, Loki escapes, he's confronted by Kull, who lets him leave, as Loki takes his place in the Injustice Gang we get this final tableau as we see Odin carrying Freya, says uh, Odin wouldn't let anyone touch her. He carried Freya into his innermost sanctum, the chamber of the Odin sleep, where the destroyer guards the door day and night. They say his hall smells of primal magic, and that sometimes you can hear his weeping through the walls. The Congress of Worlds was restored, and with it, some sense of order. All fighting has ended, all arms have been laid aside, for now. Though not everything in the Golden Realm is the way it should be. Kull Borson, the god of fear, serves as regent in his brother's stead. The court of Asgard remains a tense and somber place, and the cancer remains one hell of a disease. No one is quite sure who won the civil war in Asgard, especially those of us who fought in it. But of one thing I am definitely certain, the real war lies elsewhere, and it has only just begun. We see Loki... uh, in Jotunheim, and this is the saddest thing. It's just him and uh, him and Loki oh, as lightning is striking in Jotunheim. He says, "Some storms you get here in Jotunheim." He says, "I'd almost forgotten." Loki says, "Come, boy, tell me again how she screamed when you stabbed her." 
and he's just, you see him just sad and he's just like yes father and then we get the final uh dialogue for this first half where it's there are 10 realms spread across the world tree 10 very different realms each with their own wonders and terrors but just one guardian who soars above them all her name is thor and like it or not she's not going anywhere Uh, chills which feels very foreboding yes in the best way possible and then we get an epilogue where we see on this very alien looking ship we see that these uh, two dudes are <laughs> are floating on this platform into old Asgard. And we see this, we see that old Asgard has a little bit of a secret. As we saw at the end of Secret Wars Thors, we see the hammer of the ultimate Thor. And the guys are basically like, uh, he's been quiet and sullen since the last time we beat him down. And then all of a sudden he started screaming for his mother. I guess they don't make Thors like they used to. And it cuts to the Odin son who has been captured, looking scraggly as hell. He looks bad. He looks real bad. And he's being held captive on old Asgard inside what looks to be the collector's ship. Oh, is that what this is? Okay. More on that later. Mm. Um, which brings us to a two-parter uh, chapter six and seven we won't spend as much time here as we have for the previous five parts we're really not gonna uh, <laughs> we're really, really um, I do love the cover for chapter six yeah I think both covers are pretty great they're great yeah. I love this design for Loki I just yeah. really love it it's really cool isn't it like it's messed up it's really fun I would up. be so down for just even just a mini series of just young Thor with Dodderman and Aaron back together. Yeah. With this young Loki design. Yeah. Beowulf uh, so, Viking Thor. This sounds yeah. very much like, yeah. It'd so be we right get, uh, chapter yeah. six and seven are the strongest Viking there is. The implication there, I think, is obvious. Um, we get a quick little uh, cut to Alfheim, which is being mined dry by Dario Agar and Roxon. As Dario has a little moment with uh, Loki, Loki tells him the story of young Thor. And what is his name? Uh, Bodoff the Black. Bodoff, yeah. uh, Who was a Viking who Thor would pray to, uh, who led him to many victories and eventually grew jealous of Thor. And so he pled to Loki, who gave him essentially the powers of the Hulk Uh by having him drink the blood of a dragon. Man, I'm a berserker. A berserker. And uh, so we see in chapter six, uh, off kicks Thor's ass. Uh, Odinson heads back to Asgard, his tail between his legs as Boldoff becomes the strongest Viking there is. Thor eventually get, gets his wits back about him, comes back to Midgard, defeats Boldoff the Black, and Boldoff is sent off into the wilderness as we see... Thor gets a little bit more worthy. Uh-huh. He's able to lift the hammer off the pedestal for just a bit. Uh-huh. And Loki has has kept this knowledge and has kept this experience because he brings Dario to the cave of a dragon, which they subsequently kill and drain it dry of its blood. 
The blood is then fed to a six-person group? Yeah. So it's a group of Dario's personal guard who are going to be turned into the Berserkers. And this, in the final panel, is our first inkling at the Avengers of 1 million BC before it was an actual thing. Uh, we oh, see... yeah. that's actually really cool. They never bring this version of the team up ever again, but this, I think, was the the seed planted for Aaron's eventual Justice League of 1, 000, of 1 million BC. So, because... so what is this? So there's like Hawkeye, like Black well, Panther, we... the Hulk, and Thor. Yeah, we see Bastet the who is the goddess of the black panthers mm-hmm. we see um a ghost rider mm-hmm. oh okay we That's see an atlantean and then we see thor and then obviously boat off the black is our hulk okay. so that is and we see inscriptions of a couple other people but they're more obscured but yeah, yeah so that was the inklings of a prehistoric uh avengers team that's that so cool. Jason Aaron would eventually introduce in his Avengers run. So cool! It's a cool idea on paper. It's, it's a great so, idea. Chapter like eight. Them. I think they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> There's just not a lot done with them, you know. What can you do anyway? So chapter eight, <laughs> Lords of Midgard. Uh, we see that Jane is. Jane gets a nice little Superman, Supergirl montage. I'm just really going around the world helping people. It's very reminiscent, in fact, of the montage that we saw with the Odinson back in the uh-huh. back during the last days of Midgard. Mm. Um, we also see that Loki's running for president. Oh man, that little uh, that run is really cute. Yeah, vote, vote Loki. for Loki. Yeah, yep. that's really good. Uh, real quick, listeners, if you get a chance, check that out. That came out right uh, before the result of the 2016 election so i thought yep. it was really funny that, yep. that that was like coming out the same time uh and then immediately a- after that happened the book became less funny yes and exactly literally yeah that day it became less funny <laughs> mm-hmm. yep um jane returns to her clinic the mccarthy medical institute and now gives us a feeling tuesday. that i think many people agree with now comes tuesday I hate Tuesdays. I hate Tuesdays. <laughs> They're not great. They're not Tuesdays great. are the worst, man. Uh, Jane returns to the medical facility to find Agent Colonel and Agent Krill. I do not like these two. These jackasses. I do not like them one bit. These jackasses. They are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to discern the identity of Thor. They take Jane in for questioning, and we cut to Burns, Switzerland at the Universal Bank, where we get, uh, I, I don't know if there's an actual name for this group, but it's essentially Rich People Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, we see Tiberius Stone, head of research and development at Alchemax. I love so like, this. This whole sequence is such a time capsule of like what's going on in Marvel books at that time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have Tiberius Stone, Sebastian (laughs) Shaw, Principal Owner Shaw Industries, tiny little Darren Cross, founder Cross Cross Technological Enterprises, Shingen Harada, Shingen Harada. I fucking love Shingen Harada. Rock CEO of the the Shida Corporation. My favorite stain, 
Ezekiel Stain. The best Stain. CEO of Stain. The best Stain. (laughs) And one of the best Marvel characters that they don't use enough. So good. I had a pitch when I was younger for an Iron Man Thor that featured Ezekiel Stain as the villain. Ooh, you know, I've I've been waiting for them to do Ezekiel Stain in the movies. I thought for sure they were gonna use him to pass him off to pass off the the Iron Man mantle. I'm hoping he's gonna be the bad guy in like Ironheart. Or that would be dope as hell. Um, would... Also, you know who's perfect for him? Uh, I Fucking don't know the Timothy actor's Chalamet. name. No, <laughs> <It's smart laughs> I know. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays Noho Hank on uh on oh Barry. oh yeah 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 he uh, would be great. I've been Absolutely watching right. Barry, and God, he's so Barry's good. so good. He's so Noah good. Hank is my favorite TV character. He <laughs> really is. Welcome to the club. Ezekiel oh, Stain yeah. is, uh, I would use great. his brother for like a villain in like a Howard the Duck. Skidmark. So we also have Fur Docs, uh, Supreme <laughs> Director of Interstellar Operations, Shiar Solutions Consolidated. Love that. Uh, Wilhelmina Kensington, acting CEO of Kilgore Arms. We love that Jason Aaron loves using these kids. He it's, loves Wilhelmina so much. He loves Wilhelmina. <laughs> she with her dead cat in her oh, arms. Gosh. God, so creepy, so great. And we see, of course, fresh off his appearance in Netflix's Daredevil, Wilson Fisk, president <clears throat> of Fisk Industries. Can I get a little? Can I get a little voice crack from uh, from Malcolm? You embarrass me in front of Vanessa. There it is. <laughs> Never get tired of it. <laughs> oh uh, we God. are also uh, privy to the arrival of Dario Agar, CEO of Roxxon. Hell yeah. And Who's in hot shit right now. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Because all the other billionaires are like, what the fuck? I heard that you're going off into space and mining and shit. You should be sharing that with us. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he also, in a in a thought bubble, he's like, note to self, fire everyone that eviscerate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, look, we'll we're gonna drop some paperwork. We're gonna get you to give us an even share. And he gets pissed. There's another he's, good uh a another crack. good Rose Stein. Uh- <laughs> Rose Stein Ted Brandt. Good it's shit. So cool. Yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Jacob, have you read Crowded? Uh, no, no. You would love Crowded. You would love Crowded. Is that a independent comic? Yeah, or is that- indie, oh, okay. indie comic. Um, it's incredible. It all of the SFX is utilized in this. It's book. all just that. Yeah, it's, it's such time. a good book. It's great. It's, it's a it's great very. Time. I was. It's. I was gonna say this is very Will Eisner. Uh, mm-hmm. in terms Absolutely. of like doing this kind of thing, it's mm-hmm. very classic. It's very cool. I love that. Jacob Reed Crowded. Okay. Uh, crowded. Uh, I'm going to make is, a note of that. Uh, right. uh, so three uh, volumes. Uh, yeah. Um, really? Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, what is, what is, uh, Rideshare? Is that what is, what, what is, what is yeah, that like? Yeah. It, it, it's basically, it's basically like they have crowdfunded assassinations. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Crowd Kickstarter for assassinations. Yeah. And the main character has a Kickstarter started for her for her assassination in the millions of dollars. Yeah. Damn. It's awesome. It's fantastic. All right. Well then. And so Agar's pissed. He doesn't want to give up his realms or his money. And Harada is basically like, you know what? Cool. Then we're just going to do a hostile takeover. We're going to 
take your company, or then remember, we'll take your money. Remember when the Silver Samurai had that really cool ass suit? Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god! It, mm-hmm. it like he's got his phone in his hand, and he like clicks a button, and it like liquid metal just liquid like metal all over him. So cool! And his it's sword turns so into the, or his phone turns into the sword. Into the, yeah, like it's so tight, dude. It's so sick. Oh, it's so good. Uh, meanwhile, fantastic. back on the shield, Helicaria, which also coincidentally doesn't have any hallways. Um, <laughs> the two shield agents are interrogating Jane Foster, and they are connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. They are connecting all the dots that Jane Foster, if she isn't Thor, she knows who Thor is. And they go, tell us Thor's secret identity or else. And Jane laughs in their faces. She's like, I'm dying of... Oh, wait. I'm dying of cancer, you jackass. (laughs) What exactly do you think you've got that you can threaten me with? Fuck me. Forgot about that. I forgot when I read that bit, but when I read the later bit of like the... It's Dr. Foster, actually. (laughs) She's hella Bostonian. It's so good. Dr. Foster, actually. And so, who comes into her rescue? It's Agent Solomon. Roz Solomon pops in. She's like, what the fuck is this? We're out of here. And they leave in Solomon's flying car. They talk about, like, hey, I heard about what happened. Um, Look, I'm sorry. And she's just also like, you know, we also basically both used to date, you know, the old Thor. So she's like, I don't want this to be weird because I re- really respect what you did as a doctor in Broxton. I'd actually been meaning to ask you out for coffee sometime, but please tell me to stop talking if this is weird because otherwise I'll just keep talking until and she goes. The only thing that's weird is that he's gone. Please tell me you have some <laughs> idea of where the Prince of Asgard has disappeared to. And there's just there's nothing. They don't know where he is. They don't know what's happening. Um, And the two of them make plans for a coffee date, which is nice. Please, Roz, call me Jane. After you're done kicking Roxanne's ass, I expect a call about that coffee. About that coffee. (laughs) That coffee. Needs a god for thunder. (laughs) And so she, uh, she goes, grabs Mjolnir in the alleyway, and heads off in the sky. Meanwhile, Back at the Universal Bank, a new player enters the field as we are introduced to Obliet Midas, a.k.a. the Exterminatrix, sole owner of the Midas Foundation. We love her. Yeah, we do. Um, So she is basically (laughs) there with Shingen Harada, the coolest silver samurai. Yep. As they disable rocks or they disable rocks on CEO Dario Agar, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Cool, uh, we're gonna take him. See you guys later." Uh, five and a half minutes later, Roz shows up. Something happened. Thor shows up, and yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's a team up. I love a team up. It's a team uh, up. The two agents are tailing them though. Uh, one of the agents says uh, from what the nurses said, Jane Foster doesn't always show up for her cancer treatments. And even when she does, she sometimes disappears before she's through. Meanwhile, the other agent is at 
the Universal Bank and snaps a photo of Thor and Roz. Chapter 9, The Agar Imperative. Dung, dung. <laughs> we cut to uh, Asgardia. Where thankfully Freya is still alive, though she's hanging on by a thread. And we see that Odin is directly IVing the Odin force into her. I love that. That's so cool. So, so cool. It's so good. The 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 uh, the healers basically say you can't keep doing this day after day. The even one of your omnipotence will surely. And Odin just says, "Let her drink every last drop if that's what it takes." Like Odin is an unforgivable unforgivable bastard but he loves his wife he loves mm -hmm. his wife he loves his wife he loves his wife that's my wife uh, <laughs> uh, and we see loki's there um and he's basically telling freya that malekith was going to kill her and this is the only thing that he could do to take her off the board he so, he really is trying to be better yeah that's yeah, it definitely it, seems like that. He's like, it, it, it's an interesting choice that this character can use the bastard of Loki yeah. of Loki's story to be able to do what he wants and what he needs to do. He was able to save her life by betraying her. Yeah, like that's that's interesting. That's and the one that the one that gets me is him saying, "I swear, just this once, I'm not lying. I'm not lying." Yeah. Oh, hit me right in the chest. Uh, meanwhile, back on Midgard, uh, Roz and Jane or Thor are checking out some uh, some seismic readings. They are looking for a um, what is it they're looking for? Um, uh, this, uh, Ice Station Prime. Station. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And Thor sends the... Mjolnir under the water to go look for it. Yeah, this was the I... station that like. That got destroyed by the frost giants, right? Is that what we're looking for? Uh, no, this is a different one. Different, this is a different one. Okay. one. He loves his ice stations, but good call. He, he <laughs> loves his underwater stations. You're right. Yeah, this is very James Bond. Spider loves me kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He clearly grew up loving Blofeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like, I yeah. want to be Blofeld when I grow up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I love Jane uh, or Thor whispering to me on air, and Rod's just like. Should I, should, I, should I leave you two alone? Like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Like, you talk to that thing? <laughs> <laughs> do you go to bed with it at night? Or it's do you weird. sleep with like, that? Yeah, is it like it's your like, safety blanket? <laughs> we say sweet, encouraging things and everything. You're not sleep with it, sleeping with it, are you, Jane? It's, like, it's, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> sorry, that was that was a Ghostbuster reference. Sorry, guys. And that was Ghost Busted, a podcast within a podcast where Jacob nice. Brown makes deep cuts on the dialogue from Ghostbusters. That was a great title. That was good. Thank you. Um, so meanwhile, at said uh, ice station base, Silver Samurai, Jedi, you know, uh, Phantom Jedi? Menaces his way. <laughs> yeah, he Phantom Menaces his way through this door. Doing the yeah. Jedi trick with the lightsaber, melting the door open. Oh yeah, yeah. Eric. At least he... you were right about one thing: negotiations were short. <laughs> yes, bitch. Oh my fucking um, god. So the Shingen uh, goes in there, slaughters everybody, and heads off. No. Um, 
Jane and Roz head underwater and they find that this giant iceberg is essentially the base. Just the base is kept uh, underneath the water of the iceberg. And Thor and Silver Samurai do battle. I love this. The fact, I mean, the fact that any Silver Samurai can stand up to Thor and have a pretty fair shot says something. Yeah. Mm. He says, tell whoever you're talking to that it's the Silver Samurai who's kicking your ass. And she goes, my ass doth disagree. (laughs) That's a long sailor moon. (laughs) So good. Oh, so good. He's awesome. He's Where great. Is he? What is what are they doing with him right he's now? He's still what running Yoshida Corporation, but he's he's not really doing much of anything. Shit, make him a bad guy in something. They, they've guy. referenced him a couple times in uh I the most recent Shang-Chi run. Yeah. Yes. But he hasn't been like an outward antagonist. Fuck. No, that would is be he great. Something, is he in the MCU? Did was no. he in the Ten Rings? No, okay. No, no, they haven't done anything with Shinian. Uh, Silver Samurai stuff is so tied to X-Men stuff. Yeah. Specifically to Wolverine. Specifically to Wolverine. So like we got like shit Silver Samurai and the Wolverine, but that's right. Okay. Uh, He says he says, uh, I'm like Iron Man. If Iron Man was cool and knew karate and carried a badass sword. (laughs) I love that. Uh, That's so good. We need him ASAP. Like, I'm guessing you haven't fought Iron Man yet in one of those civil wars that you people like to have from time to time. I'm like, I like, <laughs> Americans. <laughs> and I love that Roz is communicating like, listen, Shingen Harada is a serious dude. He's the super genius head of Yoshida Industries. Linked to the Yakuza, trained by the Ninjas of the Hand. He's like, a, he's like Iron Man. If Iron Man was... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Thor goes about to be bludgeoned repeatedly with a hammer and then just attacks him again. Uh, meanwhile, on the Midas jet, uh, Midas and her lackeys are torturing Dario Agar and using truth serum to get him to spill his industry secrets. Mm-hmm. And she's got mindless ones as her muscle. Jacob, this is all stuff from oh, yeah. original sin. Yeah. Okay, so, that's really cool. Uh, I love the, gives the, the mindless ones were like freaking me out. I was just like, how the fuck did like, she what get? What are like, they doing like, here? Is, so, is Mole Man working with them? Or wait, Dormammu? What's going on here? So so we talked about Original Sin last time. Uh, <laughs> uh, which Original Sin is the whole big like Nick Fury, you know, killed yeah. the Watcher, stole the eyes thing. But uh, one, of the, the, one of the people who have the eyes is uh or has one of the eyes is the orb uh who is working with abuela and her dad midas um who is uh both of them are villains from the marvel boy miniseries that grant morrison did in like 2000 2001 um oh god which midas literally has that power of like whatever he touched like his blood i think it is i think it's like specifically like his blood like whatever his blood touches or something like turns to gold whatever but um and she's like his daughter. She's just badass, like badass, crazy, scary mommy. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, he he would like walk around in like a giant like Iron Man suit, like a Mark One Iron Man suit. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, super weird dude. But yeah, and in in Original Sin, their lackeys were mindless ones. There's a whole thing at the beginning of Original Sin where like mindless ones uh, start to gain sentience and start like projecting their thoughts and having thoughts and being like oh my god like it, there's too much going on in our brains and they're wandering around it's because they're, they're like all their shit is unlocked by the uh, watcher's eyes 
Um, but yeah, so so they've got watchers working for them. Uh, Midas dies in Original Sin, uh, and so now Abuela is the leader of the Midas Corporation. Okay, has gold everything, which explains further the gold stuff later uh, in this volume. With okay, Gatti. interesting. She Very likes good. gold. She likes gold. It's all that's now how she has to be read now. Pretty much. <laughs> that, that's what you will tell me when I stab you with three. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got a she's she's like if she's like if 2000s Paris Hilton was an assassin. <laughs> like she is that persona. That's like awesome. she's she's the Paris Hilton persona. <laughs> Um, Fuck you, Eric. But if she was, if she oh was like God. a dangerous assassin, that's awesome. Um, instead of I'm saying that's hot, she gold. says that's gold. That's gold. That's gold. Yeah. Solid gold. Mm, that's gold. <laughs> now I'm just gonna hear "Stars Are Blind" anytime she pops up. Oh my God! Yeah. Y'all remember "Stars Are Blind," listeners? <laughs> no. Hell thank goodness. Yeah. Great pull. Jesus Christ. Um, thank goodness. No. <laughs> so in Asgardia, uh, the fucking Shield agents show up with a warrant to search Jane Foster's quarters. Like what? <laughs> like who, what, how who they comes get up there? with this? <laughs> who signed that warrant? Nah. And how legal is that warrant in the how realm of Asgard? How legal is that warrant in, in another, Yeah, in another realm. Yeah, like what? What? So and how did they be- get there? Jesus Christ. Cole, because he's an asshole, is just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Go for it. <laughs> and uh, Thor continues her battle with Harada as Roz is trying to get the uh, scientists out. Uh, Obliate Midas takes out one of the uh, rescue jets. And as we head to chapter 10, we see what the Dario imperative is. And Roz explains Dario's contingency plan in the case of an attempted hostile takeover of Roxxon. Basically, it weaponizes Roxxon Island, turns it into the biggest floating time bomb on the planet, and aims it right at Manhattan. The way Agar figures, if he's not going to be around to rule Wall Street, no one else should have it either. And once the imperative has been initiated, apparently the only one who can stop it is Agar himself. Which means that they gotta go save Dario Agar. Chapter 10, Battle of Rocks on Island. We get a great cover again with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, agents surrounding Thor saying, Drop the hammer, Jane Foster. You're under arrest. Back in Alfheim, we see the return of our boy, Sir Honeyshot lives. Oh, man. I was so happy. I was mm-hmm. so happy to see him. Kiss and now he's like the Punisher of Alfheim. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. He's, he's pissed. pissed. He's going around. He's fucking torturing dudes. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's now uh, Hobbit era Legolas instead of Lord of the Rings era Legolas. He's a dick. Yes. He's yeah. like, I am oh. going to murder all of you. I mean, they're both dicks, to be fair. Yeah, it's all, elves are dicks. I, I don't Legolas is always a dick. And the elves are always dicks, yeah. Yeah. And so he uses these, um, he says, the ants of the caramelized forest can smell a single grain of sugar from a mile away. And he's been feeding him custard rolls. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. He's torturing this dark elf. It's so cool. That's fucked it's up. So I cool. love that that's the idea of torture. Yeah. For, for a light elf. Like, 
That's a great idea. You know, all these ants just crawling and eating you. Ugh. That sounds so about yeah. right. Terrifying. Yep. And so he speaks to a butterfly. It says, fly to the mountains of Nidavellir. Take word to the dwarf known as Screwbeard. Tell him all is not lost in the land of the elves. Not wild. Sir Ivory Honeyshot yet lives. Tell him I've been fighting a one-elf guerrilla war against these bastard invaders. But what I must do next, I cannot do alone. Tell Screwbeard the time has come. Time for the League of Realms to rise again. And so they shall. I'm so excited. Reassemble our D&D campaign. Yes. <laughs> campaign <laughs> two. Campaign two. Next volume, get ready. Um, so meanwhile, in the skies above Manhattan, we find rocks on island ready to blow. Yeah, uh, this pencil pusher is getting the berserkers ready. He is killed by Midas and the Silver Samurai. The mindless ones burst their way in. And I loved this. They're like, all right, there's the elite guard or whatever. Mindless ones. Go mess him up. And the main berserker, who is these are all Team Rocket members. Let's just be honest here. I mean, they look, <laughs> yeah, they just look like Team Rocket. I also They're love just... that Dario uh, Dario Agger is just been wearing a thong this entire time when we oh yeah, when all yep. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. super gimped up. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they go like, "Don't worry, Mister Agger, we're ready to earn our pay, aren't we, berserkers?" And they just start kicking the shit out of each other. And then and they turn into the berserkers. They have question marks. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and they just go, don't worry, big fellas. We're just getting warmed up for you. And then the berserkers go to smash the mindless one. Rocks on strongest company there is. Rocks on smash. <laughs> so good. Jason Aaron knows how to write a fun comic. Like, like he, he's so, having a blast writing this comic, man. So fun. <laughs> uh, Roz crashes her car into the, into the room with Thor and they begin their, uh, their mission. Roz is going to try and find a way to free Dario and get him to turn off the Agar Imperative while Thor is going to do da- damage control and crowd control. I love, I love that on the TVs in Roxon Island, uh, there's a video of Agar just being like, this is CEO <laughs> Dario Agar. The Agar Imperative has officially been implemented, which means you're all about to die. Feel free to take the rest of the day off. Consider that my parting gift to you. That... And the unstoppable failsafe program that is soon going to slam this floating headquarters into the earth with all the force of the meteor that ended the dinosaurs. Die well, my employees. Die proud. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this? (laughs) Who is this asshole? (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Elon Musk. 100%. Oh my God. Elon Musk totally has a, a Musk imperative. A Musk imperative. It's just smelly. It's yeah, I was gonna Ugh. say it's to cover the entire world with his musk. Yeah. Oh gross. Ugh. So Roz shows up as uh Midas, uh Harada, and Agar have made their way to the vaults and they initiate a shootout. There was a firefight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh meanwhile, um the Shield agents arrive 
and they are uh, trying to arrest Thor. God, this they arrive at the very worst time. They're just like, you know, they're text between you and a certain Sam Wilson, also known as Captain America. And they're like, uh, we took it. We took this phone from Jane Foster's room in Asgardia. And this is the thing that gets me is just like, so Thor, why do you think Jane Foster is getting texts from Captain America? Why do you think she's lying about having cancer? I was like, fuck you. (laughs) There's a later bit where they're like, you wouldn't, there's no way that like Sam Wilson's having sex with a cancer. It's like, dude, fuck you guys. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, it's it's disgusting, and they're gross, and they suck. They're bad people. So they're bad, bad shield agents, honestly. They like, okay, no, they're actually very good shield agents. They're just bad people. They're just yeah, shitty they're, people. Yeah. And so Thor just goes to hell with your questions, shoots out lightning, and uses Mjolnir to keep everybody at bay as she goes after Roz. So sick. Shoot the hammer. <laughs> shoot like, the hammer. Shoot it. It's like, yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> Ping, ping. Uh, Agar is able to get free, which starts this three-way dance, which becomes a four-way dance once uh, Thor arrives. Mm-hmm. And Midas puts a, uh, a specialized bullet in the chamber. She says, a uh, bullet with a drop of my dead father's blood frozen inside it can hurt anyone. Say goodnight, Dario she shoots at agar thor catches the bullet and it's all hunky-dory for a moment until the bullet starts burrowing into her hand and starts turning her into gold it's fucked up and of course right as right on time the fucking agents colonel and krill arrive and they're like yeah oh god i hate this and she's like thor's dying you idiots and this island is about to drop onto manhattan like the world's biggest she's like dying huh probably faking just like the cancer i'm like fuck you (laughs) and then you get one of the greatest reveals in a comic like i think that has ever been pulled off stars begin to fill the hallway as the rainbow bridge opens up behind everyone and jane foster steps out saying Please, I come in peace. I'm Dr. Jane Foster, and I'm here to help. <laughs> what the, like, what the f- fuck? It's like, like what's happening? The, the fuck just happened? Like, what? <laughs> Chapter 11, Thor's best friend. This cover is yeah. incredible. Fucking yes. rips, dude. It's so good. Uh, basically just... Thor's best Thor friend. and Jane. Jimmy Olsen. Running at bullets. <laughs> Thor Thor's pal. pal, Jane Foster. <laughs> um, so the, <laughs> the agents are dumbfounded, which is great. They're like, oh, the evidence pointed Jane Foster being Thor. She's like, that's about the dumbest idea I've heard all day. Like, I, uh, I fucking love it. Uh, Thor's dying. Jane's just like, we don't have any time for this. Uh, you're a doctor. You know how to save you. Think of it, and I'll know too. Just hurry. And immediately, I'm like, "Is this Loki?" Yeah. Uh huh. That was, that like, was my first thought. Uh huh. He's like, and "Loki, so, you conniving bitch! How good? How, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here!" But 
we were wrong. And so uh, everyone's trying to escape. Um, the island then loses propulsion and begins falling towards New York. Um, the Jane Foster is able to cut into Thor's skin. And as Dario is about to uh, stop the Agar Imperative, the fucking shield agents shoot him and tase him. Jesus Christ. Fucking assholes. Just, it, it's like, you idiots, all of New York is going to die because of you. They're like, I don't think so. That really doesn't sound like us. I'm like, fuck, I fucking hate these people. You know who they feel like? They feel like uh, uh, Henry Cavill's character in Mission Impossible Fallout, like at the beginning. Yes. Where, like after they do like the tumble and like Ethan saves his life and they land on the, t- on the thing, he's like... <laughs> Your oxygen's gone, man. Like, <laughs> you're not Idiot. good at this hunt. Like, <laughs> they have that energy it's so hard. Ugh. They suck. <laughs> they suck so bad. Uh, thankfully, uh, Jane Foster's uh, impromptu surgery on Thor was a success. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Thor is able to disable the uh, the two villains before getting everybody out. Um we also fuck we see this we see the bullet and it's like it looks like a bug it looks like a turtle yeah because when when jane's pulling it out she mentions like oh it it grew legs and it's moving around in there like it's moving around which is messed up but the bullet unfortunately is dropped and starts turning the entire island into gold as everyone evacuates to the shield bunker or the uh, the shield hel- helicarrier, Thor is still battling with Silver Samurai and Exterminatrix, and you see this great moment where it's like we see Jane Foster standing on the helicarrier, and uh, Thor is bit, is still battling, and she's you know she's fighting at a disadvantage, and Roz goes Thor, she's not answering. Doctor Foster, is there any way you can? And Jane's gone. And then we see the hammer flying uh-huh. towards the island with a loud crackoom. It bursts in. Both Exterminatrix and uh, Silver Samurai are flung out, and Thor heads out and to catch this island. Holy fuck. And catches it right on top of like the Empire State Building, like bending the little antenna a little bit, bends the antenna just a little bit. But it's her and Mjolnir, yeah, just lifting it, just stopping its momentum. It is incredible, incredible. And then uh, she and Mjolnir are able to push the island into the sun, which is great. And then uh, Dario... Superman moment with the, the hammer floating with her floating against it and everything. I uh, love mm-hmm. this is my favorite image page. in yeah, the page. book. It's so good. <laughs> love that. And so uh, Dario is arrested alongside um, uh, Midas and Harada. And they're having their little they're bickering about their legal teams and how much they're going to sue each other. I've been to jail before. It doesn't tend to stick. And after today, I'll still be richer than you when you get out, Dario. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you get out, I'll make sure that the skank that kills you is dipped in gold. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And so we cut to uh, Thor and Jane. And the agents 
get to eat crow and apologize. Full, full dish, full pie of crow. Full but what about the text? The dirty text between you and Sam Wilson. Is Captain America really sleeping with a cancer patient? <laughs> and Roz is just like, well, you're fucking done here. I'm done with you. The audience, the readers are done with you. Get the fuck out of here. And so uh, Jane says, as for any personal relationship I may have had with Sam Wilson or with anyone else for that matter, that's officially none of your bilge sniping business. And Roz is like, fucking bilge sniping? What? <laughs> that was a Boston reference that I don't get. <laughs> that's what you got for the Red Sox? Fucking Boston bilge snipe. The Red Sox bilge snipes. <laughs> is that bilge snipes? Park the car in Harvard Yard with a bunch of bilge snipes. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I remember uh, Ben Affleck saying that in the town. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> my favorite, my actually, my favorite bit in another Ben Affleck movie is uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting when he's like, you know what? My favorite, my the best part of my day is when I come to your door and I add a knock on the door and the door opens because I, I, I hope that it's not you and I hope it's a bilge snipe that opens the door. <laughs> And every day you open the door and I'm like, ah, okay, okay. But one day I'm going to come and I'm going to knock on your door and you're not going to answer. It's going to be a bilge snipe. And I'm going to know you got out of here. <laughs> you, just can, you just can hear uh, Robin Williams just going, son of a bitch, stole my line. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, uh, the agents leave and they're like, Director Hill is going to kill us for this. And she's like, and the other agent says, not if we redeem ourselves. I've got a hunch. I think Daredevil might be a blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. And the other agents like we're really terrible at this job and that's the thing that's the distinction they are very good at their job they just suck as these assholes yeah fucking hazel and cha-cha over here <laughs> dude that's an insult to hazel and cha-cha <laughs> also umbrella academy three slaps super good so we get to uh roz is about to leave um she's like all right i'm gonna get out of here and Jane is uh, is basically like, I'm going to leave too. And Thor says, no, she needs to know the truth. And I need to know as well. And Jane goes, okay, well, took a tremendous amount of power to make today happen. I don't know if I could do it again without, not without a century or so of rest. And then she changes into Mjolnir. How fucking cool is that? The fucking coolest reveal. That was amazing. <laughs> and I, lo I love this exchange. Like, holy <laughs> crapping cow. The truth is that Jane Foster is secretly Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wish they kept this. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and Thor goes, no, Roz. She begins to change. She goes, oh, God, don't tell me you're, you're a hammer, too. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that random family guy bit the, like, I'm, I'm not a... I'm I'm not a I'm not a person. I'm a horse. It's like I'm not a horse. I'm a broom. It like pulls off the horse mask. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? So what is happening? <laughs> Isn't that that's, like making that's like making fun of like days of our lives kind of? That's, yeah, that's what that yeah. Family Guy bit is. It's, yeah. it's just revealing the always revealing. I'm actually your brother. No, it's always actually, a reveal. Yeah. I'm a, I'm actually a horse. <laughs> I'm actually a broom. <laughs> 
And so she, they have this conversation. Jane reveals her identity to Roz. Um, and I love this. I love that they're now on the same team. She knows her secret. She truly is Thor's best pal. Uh-huh. Roz yeah. Solomon. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she goes, you know, you know, it was talking to us. Like, does that mean it's alive? And Jane goes, oh, that's a, that's a good question. I'd very much like an answer to that. My, and then as she wraps her hand around Mjolnir's handle, lightning strike and they're gone. Which brings us to chapter 12 and the last chapter for this week, the untold origin of Mjolnir. And we see that Thor has been brought to the library in omnipotent city, the nexus of all gods. Oh, the halls of all knowing. We haven't seen this since the Asad Rivik days. Uh-huh. Very yeah. excited about this. Like good callback to come back here. Like it's very cool. And this issue is basically Thor's Thor's Hammer's origin story. The origin story of Mjolnir, we see that long, long ago there was a war. Uh the trolls were battling against Odin. Odin struck up a deal with the uh with the dwarves of Nidavellir. And they captured the god storm, the god tempest, the mother of thunder. And knowing what we know now about this, uh-huh. it yeah. makes it way more tragic. Makes yes. And so they basically captured this storm and sealed it within a piece of Uru that Odin then made the dwarves turn into a hammer mm-hmm. odin used the hammer he bewitched the hammer though the hammer did not immediately bow to him and i think it's very interesting too when odin first picks up the hammer and it says it refused to be tamed it moves very much like it does when jane uses it yes mm. which is very cool yes it does and then eventually you know the weapon was, it says, the weapon was too unbridled, uh, too wild and untamed for even the gods. So the Allfather placed enchantments on the hammer that would make it all but impossible for anyone else to ever lift it. Until little baby Thor set his eyes on it. And so cutting back to the present day, after the story, Jane realizes that Mjolnir is alive. The librarian says, you know, not even the greatest of storms could survive eons. And she says, but it spoke to me. What am I supposed to? And then the hammer just grabs her and just sends her out. I Lips love that away. it creates another hole in the yeah. library's ceiling. <laughs> and it says, and as Jane rockets off into the cosmos, the librarian says, poor girl, still foolish, still so foolish and blind. All tales about gods begin the same. And I'm a friend. And, my, and I'm afraid they end the same as well in death, death and destruction and war. So much war. And on the shelf, we see this large tome, The War of the Realms. Yeah, it's an omnibus. It's an omnibus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the Battle of Honeywine Falls. I would love to know what that we is. We also see next to it, The Book of the Manga. The Book of the Manga. Which is going to be important. Yeah. Huh? So that and, wraps uh, up this week. Uh, what's what's that last one? 
on the shelf. It's funny because it looks. It, it, it I can't even read it. Far. Oh, it's Ragnarok. Oh, it's, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. it's Ragnarok. You're right. From afar, it looked like uh, it looked like her Cohen text. Yeah. yeah. No way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what? Hickman. Oh my god. But yeah, so that does it for this week. Um, final thoughts on the volume that we talked about and your favorite part. We'll go to Malcolm first. I love this volume. I it's my favorite Thor run. Like this is this is really getting into it. Like as much as I love the first eight issues, um, Mighty Thor stuff is the best. It's it just slaps perfectly. Um, I love I love this whole run. Uh, yeah, this is and this is just the beginning. That's the best part. It, yeah. it only gets better and bigger from here. You know, um, favorite part. <sighs> I it, it might be it might be like the the last scene with Roz and Jane. Yeah, uh, I I love that exchange where Jane's you know telling her like, listen, I love Donald Blake with all of my heart. Like I loved him, and I felt like a fool when I found out that he was Thor. Like I I wouldn't want to do that to you. Like I I've been on the other side of that. I wouldn't want to do that to you. I I think that's so tight. Like I yeah, friggin' great, great stuff. Jacob. Yeah, uh, it's right up there with with Malcolm because like this this is that Donald Blake stuff that I really wanted more. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's it's really awesome to see a writer able to juggle a lot of like storylines that are letting leading up everywhere. There was a lot going on between like the 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 trial of Freya and like the battle with Ruxon and like how we got like this uh, uh the silver samurai and everything like that involved with this it was uh the first part of this volume was very much uh, dealing with like um Thor and um and 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 Asgard and everything like that and the second part is just uh, dealing with like back to Midgard back to dealing with like uh Roxxon and everything like that it's very fascinating well also in this this overpending doom of of uh, the re- uh, this this war that's coming. Um, this is great. This is uh, this is a very busy comic book. I love I love busy comic books like this where it feels it feels like a lot of weight is about to happen and and like piling on. And uh, this 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 is so good, uh, fantastic. Like I love I love every little bump that goes along with this journey. Best Thor, man, and and like favorite moment is definitely that end. Uh, finding out Mjolnir is the is that Jane Foster. That was just wow. That is uh, that is impressive. Uh, what a great reveal to 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 show that there's an extra power of Mjolnir that you'd never expect. Yeah, uh-huh. and so, I like that it's not it's presented as something that can't be done all the time. Yeah, it was a one time use thing to get her out use. of a bind. Cool. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, that's smart. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I loved this volume. I thought it was really, really good. It was everything that we had been building up for for the previous volumes laid bare for us to kind of expand upon. I do think I might have liked the first half more than the second. Mm-hmm. Just because I really love all of the political intrigue with Asgard and the Allfather and Freya yeah. and everything. Um, my favorite part is really anything to do with Loki. I love the, I love the dynamic between Loki and Jane. Mm -hmm. I think it's a wonderful, uh, I think it's a wonderful dynamic and I'm really excited to see more of it. And yeah, 
I'm very excited to continue on with this read through. But before we get into next week, if you are interested in being part of our book club mailbag, uh, write into geeksplained at gmail.com, which means now, what time is it? I <laughs> uh, just put Thorific mailbag or ultimate mailbag in the subject header when you write in and we will read it here on the book club. This comes from uh, our good brother Adam Stringfellow. Hey Adam. Writing us again. Very excited to hear from him. Always love hearing from Adam. Uh, and he writes, hey team. Hope the three of you are doing well. After listening to the show last week, I'm now on the board for Thor. Yay! Uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, last week Adam asked what each of us, uh, what Thor meant to each of us and why we were invested in him because he was having trouble. So I'm glad that we were able to help you on that journey. Um, he says, I'm still trying to grasp the concept of Odinson, but Jane Foster Thor is probably the Thor I can absolutely understand and root for. For this week's question, I wanted to ask the three of you this. What do you think redeems a villain? Also, who are some villains that you absolutely cannot forgive no matter the circumstances? I know for me, I have a very hard time with forgiving slash overlooking the likes of Omni-Man, Homelander, The Punisher, yes, I see Frank Castle as a villain, Rachel Ghoul, Talia, Lex Luthor, Wilson Fisk, Dr. Octopus, William Stryker, and weirdly enough, Scar from The Lion King. These are just a few examples that come to mind, but I know that there are instances when the heroes have to team up with the villain for the greater good, i.e. the Fantastic Four with Doctor Doom or the Avengers with Loki, but I have a hard time believing that the likes of Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor would ever team up with the likes of Loki or Kang, for example. For the three of you, who are some villains that you can never see yourself forgiving, and what are qualities written as supervillain that can make them redeemable in your eyes? Would love to hear the three of y'all's opinions on this subject. Best, Adam. It's a good question. Very I, uh, good question. I got to be honest. I don't. I don't necessarily think of any villains being redeemable until I guess it happens. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I can't think of any that I would say are more redeemable than others until, yeah. until it happened. Um, hmm. Unless it's set up that way for them to be redeemable. You know that the opportunity arises is where it shows where cases the villain possibly actually having um uh, a conscience you know like for doing yeah. good basically. well even then though like i think there's a certain amount of when it comes to redeemable versus irredeemable villains as malcolm said it's it's how you write them mm -hmm. and how they're constructed from the ground up like there is no world that i can see a character like malekith being redeemed no. as an example yeah. for this book. No, not there's no all. way yeah. there's absolutely no way however yeah there is a way for Loki in the story to be redeemed. And yes. Loki, even though he was not built to be a redeemable character, he was given qualities across his publication history to allow him to take the journey that he's taking in this book. Um, characters, it, it's interesting that you say Omni-Man as well as a character that you can't uh, yeah. forgive, uh, Adam, because in our first season of the book club we covered him during <laughs> invincible yes and it was yeah. a long journey for both the characters in that story and personally for me because i was reading that story for the first time but you do get there and if the character is written well enough there is opportunities i don't see a world where a character could write you could have 
the greatest writer in the world give us a Malekith miniseries and he will always be a villain. There's no redeeming yeah. a character like that. That's yeah, the thing, yeah. yeah. That's but the point. if a character, because I think a lot of people are focused now on the idea of every villain has to be redeemable, especially in like popular media. Mm-hmm. Which is very frustrating. It is because it kind of, sh- it takes out the idea that villains can just be villains. Yeah. That evil can just be evil. Um, there um, are very compelling arguments against that. Like I love any time that Lex Luthor gets to be a hero, but yes, ultimately, you know, you do see the clock turn back for Lex to be an evil character. And that's kind yeah. of, yeah, there, there's, again, I can never see myself forgiving a Malekith. I can never see myself forgiving some of the other characters that we've read as part of this book club. Um, Conquest for one yeah. a character that I can never like, I can never see myself rooting for, yeah, um, for ultimate funny. Spider-Man, you know, Norman Osborn is never yeah. a character that I will see myself rooting for yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, in any iteration, right. But yeah, yeah. Those are characters that I, that I can't see myself ever getting any kind of redemption arc that yeah. I would believe in. I, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you guys think? Huh. Yeah, I I kind of go with what you said. Is is in the sense it's like it, there are certain characters that you you just like don't feel like um, uh, what you mentioned. Um, but I yeah I I'm trying to think of like it's. I'm trying to think of villains that like just piss me off, and I just don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Um, uh, like. I guess you could say like, yeah, what you mentioned is pretty much on the nails. Like, uh, like even Loki for me in this, uh, I feel is always that tragicness of just being an anti, well, not an anti-hero, but just like one of those heroes, those villains that just definitely is just trying (laughs) very Mm -hmm. much trying. Uh, I think that's what it is. Um, there's, there's villains that are trying to do better. Like, even Sandman is like a character that's been through um, hoops and, and ladders and stuff and trying to be uh, like more than just a comic thug and uh, yeah. with sand powers and trying to be actually uh, a good person, like doing something for his daughter or his family or something, stealing and trying to be Robin Hood, basically. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think you got it pretty much. Yeah. Um, the two that I could think of that are the most irredeemable uh would be uh the red skull yes 100 yeah. percent. uh pretty much any like straight up nazi character is yeah sorry <laughs> mr sinister you were a nazi so irredeemable um and uh the plutonian i don't oh, know if you guys are familiar with yeah the plutonian wow sure. uh, the lead character from the title irredeemable i was gonna say the irredeemable ant-man that's pretty as, as irredeemable uh, he's also as pretty bad is very irredeemable yes he's, it's he's right in the name it's yeah <laughs> he's a peeper so you know yeah what it's uh it's it's fascinating to, to kind of get into the different ways that villains can be written um so i hope no, that we we answered your question adam thanks yeah. for writing in always good to hear from you hope you're doing well yeah. and i'm glad you're on board with thor yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see how back. this how your relationship with the character grows as we yeah, as man. we go along here. 
Um, but that's it. That does it for this week's book club. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, we are going to be taking a little bit of a detour, taking a tiny bit of a detour for next week. Uh-huh. away from the saga of Jane Foster, the mighty Thor. God and damn it. In yeah, with I, our... keep, I keep forgetting we are doing this. And like, I just read all of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good detour. Don't worry. Because next week, alongside the release of Thor, love and thunder, we are going to be covering the unworthy Thor, uh-huh. the five issue mini series written by Jason Aaron with art by Olivier Coipel. Whew. One of my Ooh. favorite artists, one of my that's favorite a, writers. That's a spicy meatball. Let me tell you. I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah. This is genuinely one of my favorite Thor stories. I cannot wait to talk about it next week. And it's a bit of a lighter week as well, because it's only five issues. Hooray! That way, folks, you have time to go see the movie. Exactly. It's all if about it's synergy. All about the synergy. That Boston synergy. Yeah, exactly. You know, with the Boston Bill Snipes. Boston Bill Snipes. It's my Just, favorite softball team. That's my favorite Here, blitzball team. Here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing, listeners. If you go to the showing of the movie and just do nothing but a Boston accent, please at least share that with us. I'm here for the fucking Thor movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want those those memes like the uh, yeah two tickets, please. To what movie? And it just turns to them with a Thor, <laughs> like a Thor, like holding Mjolnir, a Boston Red Sox cap, and a Boston Celtics jersey. <laughs> if someone can do that, what movie? You think? Put wings I on the cap. Give, yeah, I will give you a no prize. It will be Ooh. amazing. Ooh, I've gotten my hands on an old school uh, Stanley Marvel no prize, and if really? someone does that, and you send us the video. I will give you my no prize. Oh, he's wow. a history. He's a history. That's so good. Holy so yeah, shit. next Can week. We no prize? Oh my god! You know, I I I know people. That's amazing. So yeah, next week, unworthy Thor issues one through five. Super excited about this. Uh, Odinson is going to be attempting to get a hammer of his own. The synopsis reads like this. Unfit to lift his hammer, and with someone else now wielding the power of Thor, the Odinson's desperate quest to regain his worthiness takes him out into the cosmos, where he's learned of the existence of a mysterious other Mjolnir. This ultimate weapon, a relic from a dead universe, is the key to his redemption, but some of the greatest villains of the Marvel Universe are anxious to get their hands on it. And when the realm of old Asgard vanishes, all might be lost unless good tidings from Beta Ray Bill offer fresh hope. <gasps> Get the fucking Bill man. Let the battle for the hammer commence. Very excited about this. I love uh, Quapel's art, and this is one of my favorite stories from this era. So, very excited about this. Tune in for that next week. Unworthy Thor. Hell yeah. Next week on the book club, be there or be square, not a circle. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And you know what? We will see you next time. Yeah, fucking next time. Smoking gun
a king size bed, was an escape plan, was an open hand. Now it's a dog from hell, it's a genius cell, it's an epitaph, it's a photograph. Before we get out of here, um, can I show you guys something? Yeah, oh of God, course. Yeah. I'm Let's scared see. and excited. Yeah, me too. Oh, what hey. the fuck? Hey.